Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we are redrafting the 2020 NFL Draft. We did the 2019 Draft a couple of weeks ago. Now we are redrafting the 2020 Draft. I know they say normally you got to wait three years to do a redraft, but this one had so many talented players. We wanted to get to it because it's such a fun way to look back at a draft class, kind of reorder it a little bit, get the imagination flowing. So we're going through the whole order, the whole first round, redrafting all of it. A lot of new names that didn't make the first round into it, and then a lot of names that were in the first round going a lot Higher. I'm Trevor Sikama. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Welcome to the opening bell of the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. Connor, we got a fun topic today. You guys enjoyed the 2019 redraft so much. They were doing the 2020 redraft today. And I know what you guys are saying out there. You guys are like, hey, the sweet spot for redrafts is three years. It's only been two years since the 2020 draft happened. But to that, we collectively quote Stephen A. Smith when we say, we don't, we don't care. care. We don't care. We're going to do it anyways because we think that this is going to be fun. It was a blast to do a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, Connor, I'm excited to kind of do – I mean, like, you'll have odds. I'll have evens. But – we're really, we're going to collab to try to make the best redraft possible. I think it's going to be a fun one with this class. Yeah, a lot of working together on these. And you're right. You know, traditionally, sure, the three-year rule and all of that. Trevor, this draft is so polarizing at so many spots that I think it's it's time to revisit it. It's time to get into it. I, there was so many spots that I forgot when I, we were doing the research. I was like, wow. Everybody always talks about, you know, of course, Tua and Herber and things like that. But there were... So many other position groups where one guy was taken, and then just a couple picks later, a superstar was taken at the same position. Right. So <laughs> right. this one, this one's a lot of fun. I think there's more talent in this overall round one or in our redrafting round one than 2019 as well, which is crazy because it's only been two years. So less time for breakout, but more instant impact talent. I was just about to say, I'm very curious if... <laughs> we do the thing we did for the 2019 draft where people in the comments caught this on draft to this. Is sick. Right. We were like at the very beginning, we we're like, this draft's so sick. You got all these players. Look, it's so deep. It's gonna be so good. And then like pick 25, you and I are like, This draft sucks. I don't know, Hunter Renfro, I guess. We gotta throw him in there somewhere. So it was uh I'm very curious to see if we get to that point. I don't know. I feel like there's more guys to choose from in this draft class, but it will be uh it will be very interesting to see how it all shakes out before we get it kicked off, before we get it underway it is time for everybody's favorite ad read that is the folks over at manscape gentlemen father's day came and went but that doesn't mean that the love for manscaped stops last week manscapes 4.0 performance package includes the signature lawnmower 4.0 and this bundle can take care of any kind of old man hair whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever it is, we're all starting to get it. We know what it's talking about. From head to toe, this right here, this is no dad joke. Father's Day is in the past. This is the real deal, Lawnmower 4.0. Treat him or yourself if you're going to buy it for yourself. And join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. You get get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code PFF over at Manscaped.com. Trust me, the dad bod is going to thank you guys. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind, all sorts of fathers, of course. And the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop's special day. Inside the package, you'll get the Lawnmower 4.0, 
the weed whacker, which gets the uh, the ears and the nose hairs, which are very annoying to get. Um, I unfortunately have nose hairs that I'm trying to trim with like a regular razor, and it just doesn't work out great. So I have to actually get this for myself. You get the crop preserver ball deodorant, very key, fellas. Uh, the toner, the performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of the goodies. This is quite the deal. Use the promo code PFF. You get 20% off over at manscaped.com. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. 2020 redraft, a little early, but listen, like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. We're going to have we're gonna have people redoing the 2020 NFL draft a year from now, and we're just going to be sitting big chilling on Done a it. beach, Did sunglasses it. on. We're going to be like, hit the episode a year ago. Losers, we already got it in the bag. I said that you were doing odds, so the Cincinnati Bengals still on the clock here. We're, we kept – we're, we're keeping the, the draft day trades, right? That was that was the conclusion that we came to. Yeah, so the picks throughout the entire first round will be by the team that ultimately made that pick. Not the team that originally held that pick, but the right. team that ultimately made that pick. And you have some big ones here. Don't forget, this is the year that the Vikings traded um, Stephon Diggs to the Bills. Right, so the Bills, right, you know, right. Ultimately, how you and I came down to it was this can – start to not feel like the 2020 draft if we just revoke all of the trades so you, the main, have, main yeah. point that you were making before the pre-show is you said look miami picked three times i want to i want to revitalize miami's yes. three picks like i want to save miami's draft here in what we're about to do over the next hour and same half, with the raiders so, right? both guys don't play for the raiders anymore that they oh, took in this first man. round it, it's this it's crazy but it's not it's too this soon class this class all right, so kick it off. I'm, yeah, here I'm we curious. Go. You, you, you're running point in number yep. one. We're going to collaborate on all of these, but there are two very clear cut picks to make at one in this draft. One of them was actually made. The other one was a couple of picks later. Who are you taking for the Bengals here at number one? I'm keeping Joe Burrow in this spot, okay. and I'm okay. sure there's going to be some people that'll argue the upside of Justin Herbert, or you know, there's a lot of different things that they might like about Herbert better than Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow was obvious; was my top quarterback in this class, and I think he's been tremendous. I think Joe Burrow can be a top three quarterback in the NFL. He has already brought the Bengals to a Super Bowl. Uh, playing behind a bad offensive line that they just upgraded in a big way. So I think we're going to see the best of Joe Burrow. He did all of that coming off a significant knee injury. This guy had one of the greatest college seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback and one of the greatest college offenses ever. I, I don't understand how anybody could sit here and try to rethink this pick. And, and I like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's been amazing. But at the end of the day, you know, wins aren't a quarterback stat, but it is a wins-based business. And Joe Burrow has played at an extremely high level, and the Bengals have turned around their franchise largely in part because of Joe Burrow. So mm -hmm. this pick should, I, this pick should not be changed. He is the number one overall pick in this draft. He would be the number one overall pick in a lot of different drafts. It, it would be hard to change it right i mean we'll just go straight into it number two overall it's the washington commanders and and i'm gonna pick justin herbert for them and absolutely that's, that's the debate that it came down between and uh you know there's a lot of twitter debates podcast debates written article debates 
who would you rather have moving forward? Would you rather have Joe Burrow or would you rather have Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, I think most people would agree, has more of the physical traits. He's got the bigger arm. He's the bigger player. He's just more physically gifted than Joe Burrow is. Joe Burrow would probably tell you that himself. But Joe Burrow truly has that it factor if it's ever existed. However much you believe in that, Joe Burrow's got it. Joe Burrow has all of it that, that your imagination or your belief or your faith has to offer. And so that's what makes this so much fun. The way that Burrow plays the position allowed him to be such a catalyst for the Bengals making the Super Bowl when uh, a lot of people thought that that would have been impossible midway through the season. Heck, even with a couple of uh, weeks to go left in the regular season. When you look at Justin Herbert, back-to-back years where he's thrown over 30 touchdown passes, threw for over 5,000 yards last year, that game that he had against the Raiders in the, the regular season finale, I mean, the fourth quarter of that game is 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 just a quarterback masterpiece that performance is one that i won't forget for a really really long time and that's a guy who was in his second year in the league and i think he's only going to ascend you mentioned burrow could be a top three quarterback in this league justin herbert could absolutely be as well and you know the debates i i think i think the debates are leaning a little bit more towards justin herbert but with an exercise like this it's different when you're starting from scratch and you want to pick between Burrow and and Justin Herbert. It's different when you've got to physically take Joe Burrow off of the Cincinnati Bengals yeah, good point. and put Justin Herbert in that spot. So you're really not getting much of an argument for me. I absolutely love these two quarterbacks, but there's no doubt about it. This draft was going to start one and two, some order of, of Burrow and Herbert. And uh, you take Burrow at one, I'm taking Herbert at two. I'm looking at Washington's depth chart before the draft of this year of 2020 that is you get Dwayne Haskins you get Kyle Allen you got Alex Smith yeah they probably would have loved themselves some Justin Herbert right there so uh so I think that this is the appropriate one two picks to start this draft which really kicks things off with the Lions here at number three overall yeah, and, and you know what? It, for a minute there, I was like, is this going to be a difficult pick for me to make? And then it ended up not being the case at all. This is Justin Jefferson, this pick right here. Ooh, I mean, he yeah. is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. He is uh, has been insanely productive since stepping onto the field. He's caught today, as we said. Justin Jefferson just turned 23 this week, this past week. He just nice, turned 23. Man. That's insane to me to think that in his age 21 and 22 seasons, Trevor, he has caught almost 200 passes for over 3,000 yards. In his age 21. That's ridiculous. And 22 seasons. Like, I don't think people still, obviously the fantasy community, but I think the average NFL fan doesn't even understand how good this guy is. So... This was a good quarterback class because Burrow and Herbert are at the top of it, and they're both stars. But in a lot of drafts, Justin Jefferson is right in that conversation to be the first overall pick. So for the yeah. Lions here, when you look yeah. at the state of the team, it makes it even easier. The Lions are a team that in this draft would need wide receiver help for the future. Desperately. So Justin yeah. Jefferson, the no-brainer number three overall pick. What an exciting top three. Burrow, yeah, and, Herbert, and Jefferson. And it's, awesome. you know, it, it, it's it's interesting because we when we do this exercise, it was kind of the same way that we were speaking when we did 2019, where you go, okay, yes, we're using hindsight, and the talent of the player carries the oh. most weight in this redraft. That's but the point. 
but you don't want to be so unrealistic with mm-hmm. like where the team was picking at the time. You look at the Lions, they need receiver help then. They need receiver help now. So yeah, they, owe, they have for a while. That draft, yeah. this is something that they still would have gone for. So Justin Jefferson is the perfect pick, the perfect marriage of what they need now, what they needed then, and the talent of the player overall. Did we have this debate? Are you a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase guy? We're splitting hairs, but it's just something that everybody talks. I would go, I would go with Justin Jefferson. And so, like so many people, like I said, it, it's splitting hairs because of how talented these wide receivers are. I think if, you know, everybody always says gun to your head. Like, do we have to be this, so dramatic about it? Why don't we just like... We yeah, some, water pistol to your head. Right, water pistol to your head. That's going to be the new theme of the pod we we need to we need to come up with something else like like something not as violent or dire <laughs> that makes us actually be serious about the pick whatever that cooked up scenario is i think i pick justin jefferson i really think i would i, I take chase but i i think like you said it's truly it's like if you're starting your franchise with a wide receiver the argument always starts between jamar chase and justin jefferson and that's the sign of a great debate that there is one right there and I'm sure some of that for me is biased that I've gone on saying Chase is the greatest wide receiver prospect I've seen. While Jefferson, I had him in the first round, but I had guys in this draft ahead of him at the time who are going to get picked, you know, while we do this exercise. But like you said, yeah, it's they're both special. Um, and it's amazing when you look at how young they are and the situations they're in, especially Chase with Burrow. I know Kirk has been, you know, Cousins has been really good with Jefferson, it's just a matter of we don't know what the long-term outlook of quarterback is in Minnesota, um, but they're just both special talents. You almost just first named him and left it there with Kirk. <laughs> All right, could have <laughs> dropped a Kurt. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> number four, number four overall was the New York Giants. They selected Andrew Thomas, who is coming around. Right, he had a, yeah, he had a not good, a terrible pick. I want to make that clear. Did not have a good rookie season, but he's 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 turned it around. I think in his sophomore year, he played much much better. However, if they're going to go offensive line, which I'm looking at their depth chart at the time, it was Nate Solder, it was Cam Fleming. Those are the right tackle and left tackles. They needed an offensive tackle badly. Tristan Wirfs is the yep. pick if they're staying with offensive tackle. And I think that Tristan Wirfs is probably the pick no matter how you slice it. Like, even if the offensive line need wasn't as dire, Wirfs has been able to stand in a right tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he has immediately become one of the best right tackles in the NFL. I'll, I'll say one of the best offensive tackles in the NFL, period. Not just for his age, not just for his position. The dude's insane unbelievable athlete it's so technical for the position the core strength's unbelievable and he just he packages that all so well the man was born to be a professional offensive lineman in this league and he's put it on display he's got a super bowl trophy to prove it and he increases how well that offensive line plays no doubt about it um i think i've said this before on this show but ian beckles he was a former offensive lineman played with the tampa bay buccaneers i got to know him a little bit when i was back in tampa covering the team and just doing media stuff from around because he still lived in the area. I remember I did his podcast one time and we were talking about the draft and he listened to me get very excited about offensive linemen as rookies, like in an offensive line class. I can't, I can't remember what class it was. It might've been 2019, but we were having a conversation about it and he stops me. He's like, Whoa, 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 Trevor spoken from experience. Rookie offensive linemen are supposed to suck, man. They're just Mm -hmm. that that is that is that is what you should expect that these guys are probably going to need the time. A lot of times 
they should be what Andrew Thomas was over the last two years. You take the first year, you struggle, you learn, you bounce back the second year, you get into your groove and you allow your talent to shine. When you can overcome that and be above that, above average, let alone near damn near elite like Tristan Wirfs has been, you got to tip your cap to it. You got to recognize it. All of that to say, he's done an unbelievable job at such a young age, proving himself already. He is my pick at number four overall. Do you have any objections? No, I would have taken him at five uh, easily, and I would have taken him if I was sitting, you were at four. Like you said, Andrew Thomas has really started to figure it out, but Tristan Wirfs, there never felt like a moment to me where it's like, ah, he's figuring it out. It's just he's, and I, you know, there's so it's crazy, this exercise. When you look at the teams that took tackles before him, the Giants took Andrew Thomas, um, the Browns took Jed- Jedrick Wills, the Jets took Mekhi Becton, and Werfs fell into their lap. And you could argue, you know, any of those teams should have taken Werfs, but I understand there was some argument that a lot of teams saw him as a right tackle. I don't know. It's just it felt like a lot of overthinking with Tristan Werfs. And for the Giants in this situation, even if you use hindsight, Werfs is still an awesome pick there. Number five for the Dolphins, this is where they took Tua. Um, obviously a pick that has been... You know, I'm, very, I'm very curious where Tua goes in this draft. Me too. I have Disgu- no idea where he's going. He won't be redrafted here, obviously. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. The Dolphins are a team that have had a good amount of needs, uh, especially in this situation and specifically now on the offensive side of the ball. But I'm just not going to let Chase Young fall past this point. Mm, yeah. I-, I think there's just too much talent there. I know coming off the injury... The lost 2021 season, it's easy for people to look at and go, oh, is Chase Young overrated or was he overrated? Chase Young's a big-time player, a big-time talent. He's going to get healthy, he's going to get right, and he's going to be a significant impact pass rusher. And let's not forget, you know, this is a team that has looked for pass rush help uh, in recent years as well. So it's not like this is a spot that you kind of throw your hands up and go, hey, they wouldn't do that even with his talent. Uh, so this is, this is a spot for the Dolphins where you're not going to reach on a quarterback the offensive line board, if Werfs was there, I would have taken him, but I don't think you need to necessarily take the next best one here. So you just take the best player available, the biggest ceiling, and that's Chase Young. Yeah, I was actually looking ahead to the Chargers pick, which is at number six, and I was thinking about some of the players that haven't been taken yet, and I was like, ooh, Chase Young. That'd be real nice. Chase Young on one side, Joey Bosa on the oh, other. Man. Melvin Ingram wasn't going to be there for much longer. And then I was like, Oh, he's going to pick up for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no shot. He's not going to last to number six overall. So you don't really have an obje- any objection there for me. Certainly getting a player that talented on the defensive line, that is worth it for them. It, it feels like, you know, Connor, I did, I recently did a top 25 under 25 article. I know that we did a similar exercise when we kind of drafted the under 25 teams here on this podcast. Oh, you must have been on gravy train right in that thing. You're like, I just just did this right 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 it was uh you know look you gotta you gotta combine the content yeah that's right you gotta you gotta make you gotta you gotta work smarter not old people still read young people listen uh, to podcasts okay all right shout out to everybody old who i guess is reading my articles but i had chase young oh where did i had him where did i have him i had him still decently high and and people came after me for it and they're like how is chase young still this high on this list guys Chase Young had a really good rookie season. He had yeah. the most prolific season for any college pass rusher that PFF has ever graded his final year at Ohio State. Yeah, last year wasn't great even before the injury, but like 
there are a lot of players who have had sophomore slumps as edge rushers. To think that this guy still doesn't have incredible talent, I, I just think you're, you're writing him off way too much. I hope he comes back this year and absolutely kills it because his talent warrants it. He's the right pick at number five. I totally agree with you. Number six, it's the Chargers. I I think I'm going AJ Terrell here. That's what I the first thing I wanted to say. I, I think I have to go AJ Terrell yeah. here because certainly, obviously, an incredible year this past season as a sophomore, really breaking out as one of the best young corners in the NFL. You look at what the Los Angeles Chargers needed at the time in their depth chart there. They had Casey Hayward, they had Chris Harris, they had Des King, they had Brandon Face on. They did have Michael Davis, who they still have, but like all those other guys, I believe, are gone. Is Des King still there? Maybe I don't think so. Uh, no. Okay, I'm skipping forward now. Depth chart. I don't think. No, no, no. He's no. He, he's not there. So Michael Davis is the only one who is still there. They have Asante Samuel Jr., who they spent a, a, a draft pick on the year after that, the year after this class. And then, of course, you look at all the money that they spent on J.C. Jackson to try to get themselves a lockdown corner. They draft A.J. Terrell. Well, obviously they wouldn't replace him with Justin Herbert, but you guys know what I'm saying. In this situation, Terrell would make the most sense with Herbert no longer on the board. So, uh, so I'm glad that we're seeing eye to eye there as well. Yeah, he's just too talented of a player. Premium spot, spot that would help them in that exact scenario. I there's just I, once again, I would have taken him at seven for the Panthers here. So this is one of those times where I'm like truly gonna f- phone you in here, and we're gonna work as a team. The Panthers at seven, they took Derek Brown. Not a bad player, not a player that I think has lived up to top 10 expectations. No, Once certainly ag- not. Yeah, and at the time it felt like, you know, when you take an interior defensive lineman in the top 10, a lot of people are looking or asking the question is, can he be an elite pass rusher? And I think that's the, the problem with this pick. Now, improving on it, a lot of good players. This is a team that's had quarterback problems. Two of them are gone. I'm sure there are people that sit here and go Jalen Hurts question mark in this spot. And I know it's early. I get it. But Jalen Hurts is somebody that Hmm. I mean, the Panthers would be in a much better place with Jalen Hurts. I can't say that enough. Now, I'm not really leaning on taking him here in this spot. I know you definitely don't waste the second round pick on Sam Darnold, right? Because when did they trade for him or or would they have already traded for him? No, they traded for Darnold. uh, that would be a year early. Yeah, yeah they, 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 have, year they have Bridgewater early. at the time. Yeah, the 2021 offseason is when they moved for Darnold. So you're right. It, it it would save you that trade. That was a 2-4 and a 6. Man, you know who else they could use? Jedrick Wills. That's who I, that's who I, I was going to take. I think, I, think Wills is, I think Wills is really good. I think that Wills is going to be too. a steady, good offensive tackle for a long, long time in this league. Me too, and that's the player I was leaning on the most in this spot because they obviously have an offensive tackle question still at this point. I think that as much as he's been not great, he's been good, in my opinion, Wills. He's been a little banged up as well, and I think he's going to be an answer on the Browns' offensive line for a long time. So I'm with you there. That's the pick I'd go with, and it also helps that like he was my top tackle in that class where – you know, I, I'm obviously a big believer in the talent when he is healthy as well. So I, I think it's Jedrick Wills, um, a guy that can play on both sides of the offensive line as well. I know the Panthers have invested good money in Moten. But, yeah, this this pick to me the most important thing was that I, I know they had really bad problems on the interior of their defensive line that previous season that led to this 
dedication in this spot to rebuild it, but I think it might have been a little bit of an overreaction. Okay, so the Arizona Cardinals up at number eight. They took Isaiah Simmons, who has not been worth the number eight overall pick for them. No, Just, it's the it's almost the Derek Brown combo again, right? Where you're like, yeah. he he's not a bad player, but he's just nowhere close to a top 10 pick right now. No, he's nowhere close. I mean, receivers, we still got C. Lamb. I mean, Michael Pittman's here as well. T. Higgins is here as well. Chase yep. Claypool's here as well. Like, there, there's a lot of really good receivers. Brandon Ayuk's in this class. Would they take a receiver? Is receiver the smart... I mean, essentially, because Larry Fitzgerald, I'm looking at the depth chart now. It's Christian Kirk, it's Andy Isabella, it's Larry Fitzgerald, and they do have DeAndre Hopkins at this point. Okay. If Larry Fitzgerald's really so obviously no. not playing much longer, we already knew that no matter what, and you get to put CeeDee Lamb in this offense with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't it's enticing. Hate it. I don't hate it. If you don't go wide receiver, the other place I would look would be Trevon Diggs. Because they need corners badly. They had but, Buda, they had Byron Murphy, Patrick Peterson, Robert Alford. Oh man, but Alford is gonna be hurt. Peterson, they knew Peterson's it was the old. end. Oh, I'd love to pick a defensive lineman for them too. The yeah, Kennard, Corey Peters, Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen. But is there anybody who's worth it? Not. Not in this spot. This is really early. Yeah, it is. And it, it wasn't really it a stack. It can't be Brown. It can't be Javon Kinlaw. No. I think I might go. I think I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb simply for talent. That's fine. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I, I think I got to go CeeDee Lamb because if, if, if I don't pick CeeDee Lamb here for Arizona, I'm just forcing something. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Ceedee Lamb for talent. Which I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jacksonville Jaguars picking at number nine because that would have been the easiest home run pick for Connor for, for us to make at number nine. But yeah, I I, I have to go Ceedee Lamb. No Amari Cooper this year in Dallas. A healthy Dak Prescott. I I think that we're in for a dude. We could be in for a a 1500 receiving yard season from from cd lamb if they give him that kind of attention i think he, he could absolutely handle it wouldn't shock me um we know he's got the talent to do it so jacksonville's up this I, I had plenty of misses in this draft no doubt but i will say this was a pick at the time that i did not like uh in cj henderson did, oh were you 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 were super low on henderson i i slowly climbed up on you know i i got higher on him as the process went on and i regret that and i did i wasn't ended up super high on him i thought this was insane to take mm. him this early mm. uh, i at least got him to you know the back end of round one by the time the process went through and you know that's a it's a good lesson to trust your gut and trust the film i i thought his film was not good um and i just bought it started to buy into an athlete at the end for him to go in this spot was just absolutely nuts. And it didn't work out, obviously. This is, you know, this is a 2020 draft, and he's not even on the team anymore. And they didn't get much back for him when no. they sent him to the Panthers. Yeah. So for me, this is either Trevon Diggs, uh, who is, I, I understand he, a lot, he has a reputation as a feast or famine corner. I totally get it. But shit, they, had, they had no one. Oh my God. No, I know. I got that. Th I know. They had no one. They had Rashawn Melvin. You, you can see Herman, why they did this. DJ Hayden. 
Yeah. Oh my god. It's bad. I'm gonna go with Trevon Diggs. They had significant corner problems. Once again, I I get it, the criticisms of him, but he makes plays on the football that not a lot of guys in this league can. And Jacksonville, the thought process with corner was not wrong. The guy they took was wrong, and now they get that right with Diggs. The, the only other the only other position I would offer up is 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 talent wise Andrew Thomas. Yep, tackle. But they have Juwan Taylor at this point. They have Cam Robinson. And even if you want to sit here and say that that you'd rather have Andrew Thomas than either of those guys, I'd agree with you 100%, as would I. But, like, again, for the integrity of the exercise, are they taking Andrew – would they take Andrew Thomas at that point? I don't know if they would. You could pick Thomas and kick Robinson into guard. Some people think the guard's his better spot anyway. No, they wouldn't. You're right. They wouldn't. But I, don't, I just don't think they would. So, all right, Trayvon either. Diggs. We got Trayvon Diggs going going nine. Okay. Well, the Browns pick Jed- Jedrick Wills, and Andrew Thomas is here. So, I think that's probably an easy one. Yeah? Pretty much, unless have, you're – Let's look I, at Cleveland. I don't really know what other direction you'd go in with what's on the board. Uh, at the time, they had Jack Conklin. They had – oh, yeah, they had Chris Hubbard playing left tackle. I mean, everybody knew they were taking a tackle. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see where else you're gonna go. No, I I think that's one where you don't overthink it. I think it's Andrew Thomas. All right, Andrew Thomas, it is. That would have been the pick for the Jets here at eleven, who took Makai Becton. Wow, get wrecked. Yeah, I mean it's just get been the story smoked. of my. This has been the story of my show tonight. <laughs> yeah, just Please snipe smoke. all the sniping I've done to you the last three months, and you're just making it all back Good. up in one one freaking episode. So it's the Jets took Becton here, and depending who you talk to, the, you can get a lot of mixed opinions of like, oh, are you gonna pick Becton? I'm not. Um, but man, they put themselves in a bad spot at tackle going into this draft. They did indeed. I'm like, okay, this. let's pull up the depth chart. Okay, wide receiver. You got Josh Doxon. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, Quincy I wanted Newman. them to take CD Lamb like no one else. But oh, man. He's gone in this, so that this made it more difficult. Okay, hold on now. Wait, wait, wait. T. Higgins is here. Yep. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Chase yep. Claypool. Yep. Jalen Rager, if you're into that sort oh, of thing. Get the f- if you're in, I just, I'm just looking. I'm just, I'm just saying. You're, you're sick. I'm just saying. Brandon it I is Ute. funny Brandon seeing I Josh Doxson no on top of the depth chart. How bad is that? Um hunting up hunting up Barrios is is still here. So was he there? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. I gotta pull it up. Yeah, he uh, was... your the, your running backs, I'll read them to you just to give you a little PTSD here. Le'Veon <laughs> Bell, Trenton Cannon, oh, Kenneth man. Dixon, Josh Adams, and Jalen Moore. The Jets are just pure misery so often. I'm glad that the roster looks a lot different going into this year. Just so different. This is just, this is unbelievable staring at Hey, safeties though, you got Marcus May, you got Jamal Adams. Yes. So, and I took the corner I liked already. Don't need safety. Is there no other corner? Is there no other good corner? Terrell went and Diggs went. Uh yeah, Diggs, Diggs. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, he's gonna get drafted. Oh, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson's yep. good. Yep. Is he pick number eleven in this draft? I don't know. He's pick number. 11. Oh, there's good safeties in this draft. 
Yo, very good. Yo, Jeremy we got Chin. Cam, we got Cam Curl. We got Jeremy Chin. We got yep. Xavier McKinney. We got Antoine Winfield Jr. The Jets with Jamal Adams and Marcus May do not need to go safety in this spot. Yeah, but but you're right. You're absolutely right. The anarchist Madden player in me who wants to create a three safety playbook is is considering it. J.K. Dobbins also in this class. What we the guy that we really have not named that people might be yelling at us about is Jonathan Taylor has not been picked yet. Yep. That's, so I, don't, I mean, would he be the pick for the Jets at ten? No. Or eleven? No. Where we no. Are? I'm not taking it. I love Jonathan Taylor. I'm not taking a running back for the, the look at this friggin' roster and you're taking a running back. This is like whatever a they're good putting. Good player. A good what football is, player. What's going on right now? The USFL. Is that what I witnessed on television Saturday? What do you like? What do you, what do you got to lose? You this is what this roster players. looks like. New Jersey Generals, though, just killing it. All right. I'm going to take I'm going to take T Higgins. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I mean, right. good lord, the Jets. This receiver room's terrible. I'm not going to redo the Becton pick. I'm taking T Higgins. He's he's really good. T. I mean, Higgins I, is, T Higgins is really good. He's really good. Yep. Um, and the Jets to have to have anyone that's really good at wide receiver is a gigantic win. I don't want to overthink this one too much. All right. Uh, Raiders are up next, number twelve. This probably would have been T Higgins, right? Yeah, it probably would have been T Higgins. Yeah. They got Nelson Aguilar, Tyrell Williams, Zay Jones, and of course Hunter Renfro, the God. But not much for outside receivers. They already have Josh Jacobs. Obviously, Derek Carr is entrenched. They have Jason Witten on this team. Big salute. That's so weird. Big salute. Uh, offensive line: Gabe Jackson, Ronnie Hudson, still there. Richie Incognito's here. Colton Miller's there. Trenton Brown's there. Michael Pittman. Their linebackers suck ass is there anyone for the love of god patrick queen's in this class i know yeah but is there anyone else um kenneth murray okay jordan brooks jordan brooks was good last year Ooh, god am i gonna pick jordan brooks at 12 yeah that's that is pretty savage i won't lie no i can't do that no I can't do that. You might just want to take Jalen Johnson and call it a day. Get out of this pick while you can. No, wait, hold Jeremy on. Jeremy Chin? No, I might Jeremy have to. Jeremy Chin's good. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. What's their safeties here? I couldn't get past the linebackers. Okay, you got free safety Jonathan Abram. Lord. You got strong safety Jeff Heath. Okay, this pick is Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, no doubt about it. I like that. No I doubt like that a lot. It. This is Antoine Winfield Jr. That was a nice surprise. Well, I stole him from the Bucks who pick at 13, so I was just, I was I was trying not to do it. I was trying oh, not to do it. <laughs> okay, so the Bucks here. This is tricky because now you have a gigantic hole at right tackle when you look at their roster. Oh, yeah, you do. Gigantic hole. Mm. Mm. But I really want to take Jeremy Chin here. I think it's way more fun who are than taking Makai Becton. Who has missed? Who has played? Yeah, not even a full season. Their safeties at the time. Well, their safeties at the time were Justin Evans, Justin Evans, Mike Mike Edwards, and Jordan Whitehead. Really, so it's it's Mike okay. Edwards and Jordan. Whitehead. It's pretty good. That's that's pretty good, honestly. So it's not bad. And the linebacker core you've got pretty set with Evan White, Levante David. So I'm not worried about that. I, I just. Like the problem, I, I was I was gonna tell you to make them pick Jonathan Taylor because 
in hindsight. Oh, that's we, pretty pretty gnarly. Well, because what, what we have now, knowing knowing what we know now, Tom Brady, and you put Jonathan Taylor in that running back room instead I'm of doing Leonard it. Fournette. But, doing but, 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 no, but, you can't stop me. Who's, who's playing right It doesn't matter. You could run the ball 45 times a game to the left side. Yeah, but it's Donovan Smith. Fine, fine. No, it's fine. Look, I'm, I'm, I, I, I did this. I did this. I brought it up. But if I take Becton, the question still is who's playing right tackle because he he hasn't played a lot. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Oh, there's some kind of Tampa. Right. You know, yeah, like, I look, knew where look, you're going with this. Come on, come on. Yeah, you're, listen, yeah. you're a Jets yeah, fan. Yeah. You've been here. Yeah. Everything Tom Brady touches turns to gold. Mekhi uh, Becton, he goes to the okay, Jets. Mekhi Becton on TV 12. If it's he would have gone to Tampa, he would have he would have slimmed down. He would have become a a a a Mr. Olympia in the offseason, and then he would have just come back to casually play right tackle for the Buccaneers. I don't think it's crazy. I'm not doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing the JT pick. You're right, though. It is franchise, you know, destruction to not have a right tackle. You saying the scenario that I just brought up isn't crazy. You're like, hey, you know, it's not. It's not impossible. <laughs> Tom Brady has ruined everything. And by ruined that, I mean we salute that man as a Tampa legend. Absolutely forever. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Becton went to the Bucks and was a back-to-back pro bowler. So with the 49ers are up here at number 14. They took Javon Kinlaw, who I, I wish has would have been more healthy over the last couple of years because yeah. I think the player is really good. San Francisco at the time, they've got Debo. You know, they they could use a wide receiver. Yes. But am I taking You could have fun with this. Claypool or Pittman? Oh yeah, Michael Pittman. Yeah, no, that's... Pittman's exactly what they wanted Jalen Hurd to be. Yep. I Big think I, I think I'm I think I'm going Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, that one wasn't that one wasn't so painful. No, this one's good. This one's good. You're right, you're right. We no, listen, we you know, we came together and we 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 formulated a great plan we stuck to it and you'd love it when the plan comes together Michael you really check. love to see it all right so Pittman, you you've been i feel like every time you're up you're just like serving it right up you're like yeah. oh there's nothing to this yeah no it's it's good it's good so the broncos at 15 Why don't you get smoked one of the most interesting ones they took jerry judy mm-hmm. at 15 it's kind of just been yeah you know Dude, Judy should be good. I don't understand. He should it. be. It, I don't understand right. it. It doesn't really make a lot brother, of sense. I don't understand this. I had Judy well, as wide receiver one in this class. He hasn't played with anyone. Let's be fair to him at quarterback. Right. I hope. I hope Jerry Judy has a two thousand yard season coming up. That's what I hope. I I don't think I, I'm not going on the record and saying this was a bad pick because I still don't think this was a bad pick. And at the time, Cortland Sutton was on the roster. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick was the number two, but Tim Patrick was not Tim Patrick yet. No, nah, he was always Tim Patrick. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was always Tim Patrick. You just he, no, he you, was coming you, off a 218 yard season. You know who else is in this this draft that could make this certain selection? A little cheeky. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Mooney I knew that's where you were going. And if you if you don't want to pick Jerry Judy, you would probably pick Darnell Mooney. And it's a and good idea. It. It's I hate to tell you this. It's a good idea. <laughs> God, am I that miserable? <laughs> just kidding. Am I that miserable to work with? Oh, Wait, offensive kidding. line though. That's the last thing we would look at. It could go back in here. 
They, Michael Onwenu is also in this class. That's a good call. He he is this flex offensive lineman that would fit I, with them. I think I'm kind of thinking Onwenu. Yeah, honestly. I would roll with that. I'd roll with that. I like that pick. Okay. He can play guard and tackle for you. Yeah, I think that's the move. For I think them. I think because I, they have enough talent at wide receiver. They do. They do. Okay. So and once again, Judy not a bad pick, but. It just hasn't gone the way they hoped. Hopefully, Russ gets the most out of him. Onwenu is... Just the fact that he could play tackle or guard at a pretty high level is huge for this roster when you go, when you search it at the time. The Atlanta Falcons are up here at number 16. They got AJ one of the best picks life. of right. this first round. Yeah. And there was not a chance in hell that he was going to last until 16 in this redraft. I mean, the Falcons are in... in it. This is... This is an interesting one to work through. Their roster is so bad present day that I feel like I could just pick anyone with any talent level. And it's like, yep, yep makes sense. But at this team at the time, wide receivers, they had Calvin Ridley, they had Julio Jones, they had Russell Gage, they even had Laquan Treadwell. Um, they had Matt Ryan still. Offensive line, they still had Alex Mack at the time. They had Chris Lindstrom. They had Jake Matthews. Hmm... I mean, I, I'm probably not. They, they need a corner bad going into this draft. They need a corner bad. Uh, I do. Th I think I know what I would do here because you don't want to reach. Oh, hmm. you could take Jalen Johnson. Right, well, Jalen Johnson was certainly on the board here. <laughs> yes, he is on the board, Trevor. <laughs> what about Jeremy Chin? That's who I would take. He's the most talented defensive back available. Yeah, he is. And they're not like... And they just... They need good playmakers on defense. So I, Yeah, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen were their safeties. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is safety. <laughs> what a sight. I mean, he, he could do it. Well, Keanu Reeves couldn't do it. John Wick could do it. Dude, okay. So John Wick at safety. Listen, listen. Small short story. So everybody who's listening to the podcast knows that I was in New York this past weekend. I got to see uh, Connor and, and I got to just like walk around New York and it was a beautiful time. We were there for four days. Alyssa and I were walking through Central Park. I'd never been to Central Park before in my life. And we walk to the middle of Central Park and we start walking down these stairs. And I'm like, this is the John Wick scene. And Alyssa's like, yeah, kind of does look like it. And sure as shit, I pulled it up right there. Oh, yeah. And ending of John Wick 2, it's right there in Central Park, right at the fountain. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I called it. So, yeah, that was my little uh, Keanu Reeves uh, tieback. I, I wish I was with you the entire time you're in New York just to see what you have those moments. It is one of those places where, at like so many places you go, you're like, wait, this was in a movie, or this Alyssa, was in an album cover, or this was... Right, right, Alyssa, we were walking up by NYU, and I had my back towards the person that Alyssa was talking about, and she was like, there's a famous person behind you. And I'm like, okay, it's New York. Like, what, 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 what level, of, what level yeah. of famous are we talking about here? And she's like, that's somebody on a TV show that I watch all the time. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who this is. I don't know who this is. I didn't, I didn't even get to see them because I, when I turned around, they were actually walking away. But uh, And you still might not have known who they were. <laughs> probably probably yeah. not. She explained it to me who they were, but I was like, okay, it doesn't mean anything to me. Anyways, Jeremy Chin, uh, Atlanta Falcons at number 16 overall. So the Cowboys get pretty screwed here because they got CeeDee Lamb at 17, so they got one of the better value picks of the draft. Mm. 
now if we want to go back to the wide receiver well and kind of replicate how they drafted cd and played him in the slot you can go darnell mooney here yeah and still get that effect with gallup and cooper on the outside you can that's kind of where i'm leaning now i'm going to go back to the board and make sure i didn't miss anything honestly um, though we got to think about this only reason oh. they went wide receiver is because it was cd because it was cd lamb that's the only reason they went wide receiver i think but we do get to do hindsight here we do get to do a little bit of hindsight their safeties at the time were Xavier Woods and HaHa Clinton Dix. So we still have Cam Curl. We still have Xavier McKinney. I like McKinney a lot. McKinney could definitely be the pick here. I like Jalen Johnson as well. I, I like probably... Jalen Johnson as well because they don't get now they don't get Diggs. Right. It does. This doesn't work out for the Cowboys. Like they don't they don't win in the redraft here. But it's yeah, it's Jalen Johnson or Mooney to me. Because if you walk out of the redraft and you know that they're not getting Diggs and Lamb, it's like, well, can we at least get Jalen Johnson to solve the corner spot? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably go Jalen then. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'd probably go Jalen. Because that that would open up a lot of needs if they don't get him. I know a Cowboys fan, it's probably not very exciting, but I think it's the logical thing to do. The, um... God, wait, hold... Did we blow this? Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. What do you mean? Because, okay, the reason why I bring it up is because the Dolphins are on the board again. Tua and Jalen Hurts are still on the board. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, because I, I just saw the Denver Broncos, and I'm like, should we have given them one of those quarterbacks? No. Absolutely not. All right. No. All right. All right. That's, pa- no. that's, pa- that's passion. That's conviction. That's what no. I wanted. We did, the show's not. No. What's your What's your Twitter handle again? What's your Twitter <laughs> handle? Dolphins I- Dolphins fans, listen to this real quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. I'm sure they'll be a big fan of me. Oh yeah, grew up in New York as a Jets fan. Um, look, I'm not I'm not the biggest Tua fan at this point either. So I, I just I wanted I wanted I wanted to. I like Tua coming out. He's he's not the same guy. He's he's been broken down. If anybody can fix not fix him, get the most out of him. It's Mike McDaniel. Sure. No, and I am looking forward to this season. Should be good. So you're so, re, so you're redrafting Tua at 18. Is that what you're saying here? Uh, who did you have to pick? Oh, Chase Young. Because I would take Jalen Hurts in this spot every time. If I'm going quarterback over Tua. Um, now, if you're just looking for good players, look at wide receiver. Who were their quarterbacks at the, at the time? Like, let's not be silly. <laughs> let's talk about this. Like, yeah, like, let's, let's not be dumb about it. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh Rosen, Jake Rudock. Fitz closed out a lot of games for them that year. Well, yeah. I'm okay rolling in with Fitz. I actually might like it. The running backs were Jordan Howard, Kalen Balage, Miles Gaskin. Gross. Delance Turner. No, dude, they need a wide receiver. Look at this. Ooh, they could also use Xavier McKinney. Oh man, they Boy, you don't want to make the Dolphins that much better, do you? Now McKinney's is, a good player. What is your problem? McKinney at 18? McKinney's a good football player. He's really good. I loved him. Who what other what are they we, pick what, again what, at 30? What wide receiver do you, you want? Darnell Mooney? You want Darnell Mooney? 
Chase Claypool? Ryan Fitzpatrick's career is going to get revitalized by Darnell Mooney? Chase Claypool helped better than Alan Hearns. He couldn't even save Trubisky's career. You know what? Make your pick. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick Chase Claypool. I like Chase Claypool. Oh, my God. You just hear this, folks? After that performance. He wanted Xavier McKinney at 18. For the for the Ryan Fitzpatrick led Dolphins. All right, Dude, look if if we're if we're throwing all our cards on the table though, Chase Claypool is an absolute alien. If you're watching this on YouTube yeah. right now, pause it really quick. Go to his mock draftable chart and just look at it. It's hilarious. Oh, it was nuts. And think of just Ryan Fitzpatrick going f it, Chase down there somewhere, and he just throws that bad boy up. Yeah, I'll go Chase Claypool here. So that year at the Senior Bowl. The remember the last day got moved indoors at the uh, like South Alabama facility. Yeah, it's like it's really tight for people listening that haven't been. It's really tight. And I think that was maybe the first time I was in there for a practice and they're doing they're throwing fades. And obviously Claypool's in the drill. And I was right on the back pylon just trying to get as close as I can. And there was like one time where he, he like dove and fell and like I had to move a little bit and I did not go back to my spot after that. <laughs> I mean, I looked at. I was like, if this guy falls into me, I'm die. I'm dead. Yeah, you're dead. Like, you're that's dead. how big, strong, fast, explosive he is. That did, if he just fell on me, I would be dead. Did you see? Did I show you my shin while we were at this past Senior Bowl? No. So the Senior Bowl it comes after the Shrine Bowl, mm-hmm. and PFF was at the Shrine Bowl first. So we were out in Las Vegas before we went to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Day one of shrine bowl practices i'm wearing like a pff polo and jeans and i'm standing on the sideline i'm doing the same thing as you i'm trying to get the best angle i'm trying to get as mm-hmm. close to the field as possible but taking a risk 100 lucas crawl runs a uh out route straight towards the side it's, it, it's just like a little he's coming from the slot and he's just running like an out route straight towards the sidelines they lead hit the ball for him a little too far. He misses it, makes contact with the defender, falls, does a barrel roll, and his cleat goes full speed into my shin. Dude. Oh. Brother, my entire shin was, like, bleeding. I, it's good it didn't snap. <laughs> right? <laughs> this dude's huge. Lucas crawls a fullback tight end, man. And I had this, like, that was a to walk on i all bet week. so yeah, I, you definitely played it real cool well that's good that's good yeah that's good. i don't yeah, know I'm if tough. you did i'm yeah, assuming I'm yeah I'm, tough. I'm assuming you did ate a yeah. bowl of nails for breakfast without any milk <laughs> how tough right. are you okay let's get back let's get back to this <laughs> all right reel us back in raiders at 19 they took damon arnett here raider i mean the raiders this this first round was something else um so let's let's make it better all right hey. All right, so they got Antoine Winfield Jr. Thanks to Trevor at twelve. Good pick. Good. Now pick. at nineteen, I I think they need a wide receiver here. Now they've come off the board fast and furious yeah. in this draft, where yeah, it's yeah. It, I don't really know if I want Mooney here. To be honest with you, I mean Mooney's good though. He yeah. is good. He's a good player. It's not a bad pick. Mooney's on the board here in this spot. Jordan Brooks is in this spot. Oh, I think this is Jordan Brooks, man. I think so, too, because linebacker's be been an Brooks. issue for them. Yeah. 
it just leaves you like super underwhelmed of what oh, they Brandon have. Oh, Brandon Ayuk is also here. Yeah, I'd rather take Brooks. Ayuk okay. has been okay. okay. I think I think a little disappointing, but maybe it's because Debo's been so good. Ooh, hold up. You got something for me? Gabe Davis is also in this class. How, yeah. big are, how big are you on Gabe Davis? I like Gabe Davis. I'm not taking him in the top 20. Okay. I, Gabe Davis is good. I think there's a little Josh Allen effect there. Okay, okay. Also, just throwing this out there, Jerry Judy is still on the board because we didn't pick him yet. That's right. Okay, I would do that instead instead of Jordan, Jordan Brooks. Okay. I would bet on Judy's upside here. Okay, all right. So Good call. I thought I, for some reason it was in my brain that we redrafted him, but we did not. We, we came together... Uh, to move on and go to on, on Wenu. I don't know why I just did that for you because I once again screwed the Jags at 20. Well, thank you. Who yeah, that, who Judy was taken... a no-brainer for them at 20. Wow, tough, tough, tough spot for you. I guess it's probably Mooney right now. Mooney, once again, if you like Ayuk like that, that's on the table. <sighs> no, I don't think I. I don't think I do. You went Trayvon Diggs for them at nine. Yep. So they got corner solved. So they got corner. <sighs> Their safety suck. I genuinely could pick Xavier McKinney here for them. Yeah. Genuinely. No, I'm gonna go Darno Mooney. I think I have to. Okay. I think I, I think I have to. I'm not missing anybody glaring. No one agree nothing egregious. No. No, I also can't give them a quarterback because even though at this point they needed one, I'm not going to take the, the Trevor Lawrence destiny away from them. <laughs> so yeah, 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 I know so, that comes into play a lot. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'll go, I'll go Darnell Mooney. Okay, so the I'll Eagles go, are I'll on the here. the Eagles are on the clock at 21. Mooney would have obviously been a pick for them. They needed wide receiver. They took Jalen Rager here. Everybody. Everybody knows that it's, it's been, a bad pick. It's been, it's a bad pick, and it's, it's they've gotten dunked on for it. And bad pick. That's how it goes. It's tough when you take him in front of Justin Jefferson. I know Birds fans are tired of hearing about it, so we'll just cut it there. This becomes pretty tough, and this is our classic. We just did the whole this draft was awesome thing, and we get outside the top twenty, and now we don't know what to do. We are we are back to that again. Unbelievable. No, it's not that we don't know what to do. I think there's plenty of good players. There's to plenty of good from. players. All right, let me pull. Let me pull up the. Let me pull up the Eagles depth chart. Let me do. So let me, pull, let me put my Howie Roseman shoes on. Mm. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, Arthago they needed a wide receiver. Side. I know that. Sweet Lord in heaven. I know wide receiver. But your options are Van Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis again. I mean, Lavisca Chenault. No. Quez Watkins. Brian Edwards. Man. I'm just yelling progressively loud. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Denzel Mims, your boy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> boy, this is uh this is not good. Nah, what else do they need? What else do they need? We can look elsewhere. We don't gotta force this. Well, it goes back to the how he doesn't take linebackers thing because I could take Jordan Brooks here. We'll take Jordan Brooks here. Do it. I could do what do I it, want, do right? Do it. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm taking Jordan do Brooks. It. He's it. good. Do it. And the Eagles need linebackers at this spot. And I don't care that how he doesn't do it. How he's not drafting here. I am. 
so Minnesota are I am <laughs> Minnesota's picking here at number 22 because they no longer have Stefan Diggs yeah and there's I mean we didn't paint the prettiest wide receiver picture for them here we did not a lot of these wide receivers going off the board at this point <laughs> it is funny when we get into the 20s and we're like <laughs> well it's not now the- what I don't think that it's not that there's bad players. No, but it's just that to fulfill that need is so disappointing. I mean, we've still got guys like Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. The problem is, is that Jonathan Taylor is still on the freaking board. No, and he's... that really bothers me. No, he's not. I took him to the Bucks. You took him to the Bucks, and I blacked out. When you did that. So he's you, well, you said Makai Becton would be an Thank all pro at the box. He's off the board. We were sitting here, dude, we're sitting here at 22 and I'm, I'm sitting here pissed off because Jonathan Taylor is still on the board and, <laughs> and he's not even on the 13. board. Oh God. I, um, need help mentally. Seek help. Perfectionally. Okay. So the Minnesota Vikings, they don't need a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, Oh, they just picked. Hey, you've been preaching Gabe Davis. And Gabe Davis would be good for them. But am I picking Gabe Davis over Derek Brown? What's their uh, You could argue it. Yeah, Pat Elfline. Makai Becton, kick him inside a guard. <laughs> totally reasonable. Jonah Jackson, though, dead ass. Yep. I kind of like Jonah Jackson here over Gabe Davis. I mean, him and Robert Hunt have been really good guards to come out of this draft. You didn't pick on. Did you pick on Wayne? Yeah, to the Broncos. Yes, you did. To the Broncos. Okay, then I'm going to go Jonah Jackson. I'll go Jonah, Jonah Jackson fine. here for the, for the Minnesota Vikings. All right, so the Chargers traded into this pick to take Kenneth Murray at the time. Uh, I think a move bold that was call. Very pretty bold call. Pretty praise for the aggressiveness but it just hasn't worked out Murray hasn't been very good for them now in this draft the Chargers have already picked they took AJ Terrell at six where they actually took Justin Herbert because Herbert was gone I'm gonna take Jalen Hurts in this spot and I know that stinks for Chargers fans that you lost Herbert in this draft but you have to keep in mind the exercise is that you're working with what you got and Herbert went second overall and you got AJ Terrell who's awesome at six but you still need a quarterback and you can win games with Jalen Hurts so I'm going to take Jalen Hurts rather than just going into the year with nothing okay you know who I want to pick here for the Saints Saints at 24 is Tua okay I I really like that fit because because this is this is is last year of Drew Brees Sean Payton's still there maybe Sean Payton doesn't leave because he knows that he has a quarterback to believe in I don't maybe I mean, he, he would fit the offense they ran at the end of Breeze's career. Right. You've got playmakers. I actually you've got love, Alvin, I actually Alvin love this. You've, you've got the offensive line, which the Dolphins did not have for him. I'm going to go Tua. I'm going Tua here. I really like that. So we get a mini quarterback run there. Hertz goes at 23. Tua goes at 24. Wow, I still know how to type Tagovailoa. Nailed it. Like, like, it's just the back of my hand, baby. Nailed it. Tongue of Iloa. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. You're uh, right. He nails the the typing, and then and he, I and I and I was he an says a pronunciation and, and I've never heard him say before. I didn't don't say uh, didn't I don't, say Tungvaloa. 
25, the 49ers back on the clock again. So we replaced the, the Javon Kinlaw pick uh, with Michael Pittman is who you took for them at 14, which is nice that they got a good wide receiver at that spot. Don't need mm-hmm. to reach on the wide receiver here. This might be where Derek Brown Derek goes. Brown, Derek Brown. Yeah. 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 This might be where Derek Brown goes because they do need interior defensive line help. Let's not forget they took Kinlaw right. after trading Defoe. Right. Mm. Not exciting, but right. a, probably a must move. I mean, they had to do it because Defoe then signed a massive oh, no. contract. You know? I totally understood the process of that. It's just yeah. disappointing that you he traded a great player and you didn't come close to even replacing half of his production. Um, so we'll go Derek Brown in the spot at 25. Once Packers. again, Ooh. Packers at 26. So they took Jordan love traded up for Jordan love traded up for Jordan love on the spot. This draft is wild, dude. Wide receiver would be nice. Oh, Gabe Davis, dude. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> How excited he is. Listen, Gabe Davis gets to go from Josh Allen in real life. Pretty sick, honestly. To have no idea what his fate's going to be in this redraft. And I, and, and I, the gracious giver that I am, <laughs> give him Aaron freaking Rodgers. This it's is pretty this awesome. Is, this is actually perfect, though. Like th- this, this, this could not have worked out better for both Gabe Davis and the Green Bay Packers because at the time you're you got Devontae Adams, of course, you got Marquez Valdez Scanley, you got Devin Funches, Alan Lazard's still there, Ekmanian St. Brown's still there, but like you are truly searching for that deep threat guy. That is that is what Gabe Davis was at UCF. It's what he's been in the NFL with Josh Allen. This is perfect. I love this. All right, so Seattle's on the clock. They took Jordan Brooks here. Mm. Jordan Brooks is gone. I'm intrigued by the interior offensive line options here. That would include Lloyd Cushenberry, Robert Hunt, and Cesar Ruiz. Oh, no, 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 no. You, no, you, you're against it. You can't pick Cushenberry and you can't pick Ruiz. No way. I know, but this is... Have you seen the Who board? Who was the other one? Which one did you say? Um, Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt's good. I think he's good. Uh, I think Damian Lewis has also been decent. Yeah, but am am I doing that to Seattle fan? I guess you're right because it's didn't they take Damian Lewis in the third round that year? Oh yeah, and then you're just taking him in the first round that year. No, but I get good. the I get the thought process though. I'm just taking an offensive lineman anyway. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, some guys that we haven't really named yet: Kyle Duggar's in this class. Yeah, Jordan whatever. Jordan Fuller's in this class, who I think is okay, a decent safety. Uh, Cam Curl is, is still here. Oh, they didn't trade for Jamal Adams yet. They have not traded for Jamal Adams yet. I would take Xavier McKinney then. Who is their running back at this time? Didn't they just draft? Well, they have Chris Carson at this time. A healthy Chris Carson. Okay. Because J.K. Dobbins is in this class. Yeah, I can't get, have Seattle take another running back in this draft. Okay, I'm just, look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm going to take Carson's. Carson's coming right. off... A season of over 1,200 yards. Ooh. Legereus Need. Interesting. You got so excited for that. Interesting. You got so excited for that. Listen, he's a good football player. I'm going to take Xavier McKinney for Seattle. All right, it's fine. Finally. 
taking Xavier McKinney. I think that's the right pick. I really do. I think it's it's right okay. Pick. I mean, you get to this point in the draft, everything just becomes okay. Wait, Mac- wait, Mackay Becton's still here. Do you want to redo? Should you pick? Should I you forgot pick- about Becton. Should you pick Becton? You know what? For them, it's worth the risk. Yeah. All right, so Makai Becton comes oh, off the board. Oh, no, wait, hold on, though. Wait, 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 wait. If we're cheating. You're, just, you're in a maze right now. No, 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 no. If we're cheating, the Tennessee Titans are up at 29, and they picked Isaiah Wilson. No, they don't get Becton. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> okay. No shot. You don't get that kind of redo. Okay, all right. Listen, listen. Seattle gets him at 27. Listen, hands up. Hands up. It's fine. Okay. Because this is, isn't this Ravens right? Go- this is right when George Fant just left Seattle in free agency. Uh, is it? I'm not saying George Fan was a savior in Seattle, but like they had the offensive oh, they line departures. George Fan build a statue. Yeah, they've got Dwayne Brown, they've got Cedric Abui, they've got DJ Terrible. Fluker, Ethan no. Posick, BJ Finney, Becton, <laughs> Becton, Dwayne Brown, and Becton. That's good bookends. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Baltimore, I'm very tempted to go. They went Patrick Queen here in real life. Um, they also went J.K. Dobbins later in this draft. I think Dobbins is a f- phenomenal running back. Like, I think when he's healthy, he's he's going to be an easy 1,000-yard back in this league. Antonio Gibson. I'm picking, I'm picking Dobbins over Antonio Gibson. Okay. Without question. Okay. Without question. Man. These are Chuck Clark, Earl Thomas, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Trayvon Young, Jimmy Smith still there. Uh, linebackers, damn, they need him. Wow. Well, they took one here. Yeah. And it didn't work out for him. But... Logan Wilson's been better than Patrick Queen. Oh, man, are you really taking Logan Wilson? I'm, t- I'm not saying I'm taking him. I'm just telling you. You know who's a sneaky player in this draft? Actually, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you. Should I tell you? We're working together. What do you mean? <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting, like, paid for this? <laughs> we get like. Pay? I just want a reaction, and what I got get, like, one. Is PFF paying you if you like make better picks than me? <laughs> wow, paid per performance. <laughs> that would be a new. Uh, that'd All right, be Connor, we got your uh, performance review here. It seems that you're uh, whooping Trevor's candy ass. <laughs> uh, on the ass mock, draft Monday, mock draft Monday, you, so, you uh, won, so you get twenty uh, percent more here. But ooh, he 20%. got you on. He got you on the twenty nineteen redraft. So we're gonna take thirty percent back. Imagine that. They like just literally deduct from my bank account. They charge my credit card when I have a bad show. Yeah, I don't get paid for this, so Connor probably doesn't either. No, no shot. Paid to talk about football? <laughs> I think All I'm right, gonna get, go J- I think I'm going JK Dobbins. So the player I, I wanted to uh say that's like a sneaky has like a sneaky chance to get drafted in mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is Alex Highsmith on the Steelers. Mm. Which is crazy because he wasn't even taken in the top one hundred of this draft. But he's a really good player for Pittsburgh. What, the Ravens need him? No, I don't know about the Ravens. It's not nuts because they don't have uh, Adafi Owe yet. Right. No, I'm going J.K. Dobbins. Okay. So the Titans here. um, The good news is it doesn't matter what I do at this pick because whatever I do, they'll get more than what they got out of Isaiah Wilson. That is true. So there's literally no – I can't do any wrong here That's in this spot. This is also true, yeah. Um, I am going to take Robert Hunt because nice. I think he, he nice. fits their identity. Solid. And can kind of be a swing guy a little bit. Well, not right. I wouldn't say a swing guy, but more of a guy that I think can kick out to tackle and survive. But it's a really, really good guard, in my opinion. 
Dolphins third pick of this draft in. So we had them taking Chase Young at five. Uh, Chase Claypool at 18. Is there another Chase in this draft that we could take? There's got to be. There's got to be. No, Actually, there's not. There's no Chase? There's not no in, not chase? in like Not in like we can sit. No. No. Okay, so we've got we've got the wide receiver, we've got the pass rusher. Would Damian Lewis be a bad? The, the no, pick I don't think so at all. I feel like this would. I feel like that would be the pick here. Damian Lewis, I think, has been good. And right now, they've got Michael Dieter, they've got Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, got Jesse Davis playing right tackle, Julian Davenport's playing left. Uh, you doing it? I think so. I'm scrolling to make sure that I'm not really like forgetting anybody in this draft class that we might really need to get in here. I know. I'm deep in it right now. I'm in the Tyler Bass section of this draft. <laughs> My guy's in the depth. Yeah, he's... he's. Oh, Julian Blackman's in this class, too. I like Julian Blackman. He's a good player. Good football player. I'm not picking him here. But... No, that, that would be, that'll be on Thursday show when we do round two oh, of this. Oh, Christian Fulton's here. Yeah, I just saw that name pop up, and I was like, yeah. I like Christian Fulton. Is Ashton Davis good? You know more than no. I do. No. no. Wait, did you did you say Julian Blackman? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really good, like really good. No, I know, I know. Yeah, I I will kind of throw my hand up and be like, ah, I kind of forgot him in this, but it's not over, so I, it still counts. And he missed a lot of he missed almost all of last year, but he's really good. All right, I pick Julian Blackman here. We're doing it. Love it. Yeah, he's awesome. Good football player. So here's a question I want to see. Throw that's at you. why you scan. Yeah, that's why, that's why you, scan. you do it. Because the guys that get hurt sometimes can fall down the list. Cam Akers is still in this class. I don't think we're gonna pick him up. Here's something I want to throw at you, and I think I I think I know what your thoughts gonna be, but I, I feel like there are people listening that might be there this is intriguing. Okay. How, wh what do we make of Jeff Akuda right now? Yeah, I mean Right? I know it's a total wild card. I know he really doesn't deserve to go in the first round of this redraft. I mean, but he and probably I know it's, should, right? He plays corner. He's a corner. He plays corner. He, he had an, uh, he had uh, a fantastic final season at Ohio State. He obviously struggled, yep. struggled because corners normally do struggle in yep. their first year in the NFL. And then he tore his Achilles. But he was playing, like, decent before he tore but, his Achilles. I feel like everybody in Detroit said he had a great summer. He did. I thought and then he, he tore I, his Achilles. Hmm. I, I would not hate you getting him in here. This is his age 23 season. So, like, this is a really young guy. Like, yeah. the, the version that struggled was a 21-year-old, 2020. I, I don't know. I think it might be worth the risk. So, the Vikings at 31 took Jeff Gladney. Rest in peace to Jeff Gladney. Um, you know, it's terrible Yeah, uh, that we're doing a 2020 redraft and Jeff Gladney uh, passed away. So, this was... Um, this pick here is one where you can bring up Akuda's name because obviously the Vikings were looking at corner. I don't totally hate it. I really don't. I really don't. Because like, think of the risk reward in this at this. Oh, point. dude, Ben Denucci's in this class. <laughs> I'll just pencil you in for a Ben Denucci here with the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. I'll just go ahead and throw it in the sheet right now. You don't got you don't. I can't. Yeah, you take it away. You can finish the show too while you're at it. I'm walking away. <laughs> One more underrated player I just saw on this list: Brandon Jones on the Dolphins. Um, Brandon Jones. Yeah. Okay. I'll he's a nice player. We I'm gonna take Akuda. 
That's fine. I think it's worth the risk. It's fine. I'm glad that we brought it up. I'm glad that we're talking about it here at the end. Chiefs at 32. So they went they took Clyde the wrong Edwards. running back. They they picked Clyde Edwards Elaire. I think a running back was definitely needed for them. I'm between two players, and I'm very curious to see either how close this is or where where you land on the fence. DeAndre Swift. Yep, love him. Antonio Gibson. Oh, I like that a lot. I think Gibson fits the what they do more or what they were th- what they were thinking with Clyde Edwards Elaire. I would agree. Yeah. So. So who got who got like really snubbed in this? Um, hold on. No I'm one really got super snubbed. Antonio Gibson. Wow, we got three running backs in here. Let's see some of the names that we did not see in the redraft. Patrick Queen. Yeah, he's been didn't kind get of in the redraft. Not great. Raekwon, Raekwon Davis. Okay. Run stuffer. Okay. Uh, Brandon Ayuk didn't get drafted in the uh, in the redraft here. Sure. Uh, you said Lloyd Cushenberry's name, and I wish he was good, but he's not. Unless I'm told, unless I'm, I, he had a miraculous last couple of games last year. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, we did not get in this. Man, yeah, I, I just he hasn't done anything, honestly. That's it's tough to leave him out, but we did not get to him. AJ Dillon, you mentioned Alex Highsmith, Cam Curl. I, we talked about him for so many picks, just didn't find a home for him, but we tried to give him his props. Van Jefferson's a good wide receiver. You mentioned Logan Wilson. Yep. Kyle Duggar, Lavisca Chanel, Willie Gay um justin matabuke we didn't really talk about it at all actually but just giving him a shout out there you mentioned brandon jones so i think it was a good shout out glad we got julian blackman in there bryce hall how has bryce hall been he had a really nice year for the jets oh, you um, love to hear it. You he love had a really it. nice year now i know they drafted sauce in the top five and they they signed dj reed so it puts bryce in a tough spot he just can't he just can't take away the football it's his biggest. It's his biggest Which is issue. nuts because he had good ball skills at Virginia. Yeah, he just can't find the ball. He had good ball skills. Virginia. He he makes a lot of plays on the ball. He just can't. He's always a little late for those interception moments. But he had um, a really nice year too. I found I found one that a player that I like that I don't think we would have gotten in the first round. But Kevin Dodson, the interior offensive lineman for the Steelers, I think was a really good pick in this draft. This was. The Steelers have a couple of players in this where you're like, oh, yeah, man, they got good nice. value. Like, I, I'm telling you, Highsmith is really good, and it would have been a more of a projection, but he might have a big year. Cam Akers didn't yep. get him in here. Uh, Darnay Holmes, really good slot. Or, no, I don't know if really good, but good slot defender. I think good young slot defender. Yep. Didn't get him in. They, yeah, they've been rotating him a little bit, but he's he's a he could play. We mentioned C.J. Henderson. Grant Delpit. AJ Epinesa, Josh Uche. Mm, guys just uh, haven't broken out yet. Not not quite yet. You're right. You're right. Uh, you you got Jeff Akuda in there at the end. Julian Okwara. Mm, I don't think we blatantly missed anybody. This is a good lesson of what draft classes actually look like at the end of the day. Yeah. Jake Fromm. <laughs> Was yeah, also miss, in this class. We didn't miss that one. I don't know, brother. I think that we, uh, I think we might have missed it. Caught Bryson Hopkins, who I just absolutely thought was going to be a stud tight end, and he, let me tell you, folks, was not. I really thought, I thought he was going to be good going into his final year of college football, and then, man, didn't happen. Didn't He's happen. got. Oh! It's okay. It's okay. You, you know what was a weird exercise play, while my, doing this? My favorite player in this class. 
realizing Cole Komet had catches for 612 yards last year and no touchdowns. Very strange. Allergic to the end zone. Don't know what to tell you. Very strange. Cole Komet did not make it in the first round of the no, redraft. Did Neither did Cole McDonald, who I was just about to say was my favorite player in this class. Just... I, Cole McDonald was pretty freaking cool. Thank you. Thank he was, you. He was pretty Thank freaking you. cool. I think I took him in the last round of my dynasty draft that year. Like, ah, he could be the backup. Didn't, uh, didn't make the team. Didn't last. Cole Komet, or, uh, Cole McDonald, that was the one that uh, we heard the story that Isaiah Simmons got, not not Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Wilson got Cole McDonald cut because he missed a block and the guy came around and hit Cole McDonald as he was throwing it. He throws an interception and he was cut the next day. Jeez. You hate to see that. That's pretty freaked up, if you ask me. You do hate to see that. I believe that was a story that was told to us during the um, uh, the guest mock draft series whenever we were doing that, but... Um... Yeah, I've heard I heard I've heard that story before. I had heard that story before, unfortunately, that okay, of course it wasn't just that play, but uh, Well, yeah, but Isaiah Wilson, man. It was uh tough. it was tough. That's a tough one. It's it a tough. tough one. Very tough. Redraft. This one was this one was better than 19. I had, yeah, I had I had a good time with this one. I didn't think that we were we got to a screeching halt no. at pick number 25 like we did with the 2019 draft. So, Antonio Gibson was the last pick of the 2020 draft. The 2019 draft, the last pick was Noah Fant. Antonio Gibson is significantly better than Noah Fant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The 2020 redraft was... It's it's much better. All right, there we go. That was fun. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, even though we gave the Stephen A. Smith, we don't care with the 2020 class. I don't think we're going to redraft the 2021 no, class yet. So we're going to get creative. There's there's a lot of other draft formats that that we've thought of that were going to be a lot of fun. Like we'll draft. I think on the schedule we've got 11 on 11 teams, but the players that we draft have to play both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's, it's so, awesome. I mean, like that one's going to be a fun one. And there's a bunch of, of other ones like that. We're of course going to get some Monday mailbags thrown in there as well. Cause we had so much fun uh, doing the last one, but uh, this upcoming week on Thursday, the next episode of the podcast, we've got coming at you the tight end position. So if it's, do you think, do you think we'll be able to fill the whole episode with tight ends? I think you've done do. a little bit more of a preview than I have. I do. I think it's a, it, at least the tight end class has some star power. Okay. Like a legitimate right. star power that we could spend a lot of time on the top of the class. Okay. All right, dude. I love to hear it. That's fantastic yeah. because uh, we know that the league always loves to take a chance on these big tight ends because they can be such chess pieces for offenses. You can Not use a lot of guys like that. Ways, in and out of the line scrimmage. Um, and man, if, if you, you saying that there's a lot of star power, that gets me excited. I'm going to get to the film. Connor's going to get to the film. We're going to come at you with some summer scouting on Thursday. We're, we'll give you our top five tight ends for the position. Talk about some guys that uh, we have just outside of our top five as well. And then we'll see how much time we have left. Maybe we'll get into some uh, forgotten mailbag questions that didn't quite make the show the week before or uh, a new question of the day. Something. We'll have a lot of fun with it. But uh, no matter what, we will see you guys on Thursday for another episode of the NFL Stock Exchange. 